or uh. I'm sorry. Shit. Don't blow your load. Don't blow your load. I'm sorry. Shit. 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 Don't blow your load. Yow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shit. Can't do it. Yow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't blow your load. Don't blow your load. This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and uh, thrill you. And I'm Professor B. Soup, international rock legend, radiant savant, amateur wildlife photographer, and uh, I don't have much to say for myself this week, except ye are all my witnesses this day, that if I ever become too cool for Kiss or Godzilla, you have my permission to put me out of my misery. Because that's when I've lost the plot completely. Too cool to have fun, like some people. <clears throat> well, then who the hell am I? Well, I'm the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent, and that's A-S-N-T to all of you. Uh, Mrs. Ascent, if you're nasty. I uh, know, that's not true. So I came up with a weird uh, little thing, and let's see what you think of it, uh, David, see if you like it. You remember in the 1990s where they had refrigerator poetry? Uh, pray tell, what is refrigerator? I missed the 90s somehow. Fair enough. So they had these little boxes of magnets, and they had words on them. And for years, all I had on my refrigerator were different packages of this poetry. So you made, I made little poems on the refrigerator all the time. So I'm calling this Refrigerator Poetry 2021 Edition, and what I'm doing is I'm taking titles of songs from a particular artist and only using those titles creating a poem not a story oh, is that just a how poem. the game is that how the game went yeah so it okay. was just words and you would make it you'd make poetry from whatever words were there got it got it so here it goes the city you've changed i understand you tonight sweet strange refuge twisted shadows and light street light hissing shiny free moon and stars you both see me lucky me? I wish I were, if only. You see, that's I don't even know who or what that was composed of, but I can't do that shit. I love that. Uh, what, uh, tell, what was Joni that? Joni Mitchell. Oh, see? Totally, totally snowed me on that one. Just kind of fun. Just a little little craziness. Why not? Uh, so that's Refrigerator Poetry 2021 edition. So uh, uh, we may be doing that in the future. Unless you thought it was lame, then you may not do it. But I may be doing it again in the future. As if, long I with, ever, if I ever develop the skill, I'll try it myself. Along yeah. with like Houdat and Lines yeah. and all the other things we came up with. You never know what we're going to do. Interchangeable. Could be crazy. That's anyway. right. Welcome to our new listeners in Puerto Rico and Vietnam. Hey. How are you doing out up? there? Nice to have you along for the ride. Tell your friends, family, foes, whomever. I'm kind of open to foes. What do you think? Uh, foes, tell. Uh, you'll make them friends. That's true. Uh-huh. I like what you're saying there. I like where you're going. Okay, so now we're going on to bird banter, and this is kind of where we do uh, what David lovingly refers to as a mini-winging it, which is really what it is. Um, this is pop hooks that won't quit the best of the best, according to Billboard magazine. So we're going to talk about these, and I'm going to name some of the top pop hooks according to them and then we're going to share some of ours i hope you did your homework david i did uh, uh yeah um, uh, a little I, bit 
I actually came up pretty blank. Hopefully, uh, you knew enough to filter out if like Drake happened to be there or anything like that. You, oh. you would not drive me insane oh. by, by subjecting me to that. Okay. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> to proceed with Bird Banter. Uh, it's a great name because two locked out G's going crazy was already taken. <laughs> That's true. But um, uh, yeah, it's a great topic. And uh, I always come up with the same ones. But you, let's hear the list first. I'm sure that will have me engaging in uh, numerous Homer Simpson moments. Of course. Don't. All right, so here are some. I'm just going to list some, and I will get your visceral response. Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. I will sing this fucker for days if I hear it. Very hooky, very hooky. Roma, Roma, ma. Come on. Not all, but many of her songs just have a couple of great little transitions that hook you like a son of a bitch, yeah. This one's not going to surprise you. Mbop. Oh, Believe it or not, on. it didn't occur to me, but no, it, it's uh, there's no denying it, I think. There's no it denying it, absolutely. Don't You Want Me by the Human League. Oh, Don't yeah. you no want doubt, me, you know? baby. If I hear that once, I just am singing oh. it again for days. When it goes from, we will both be sorry. Don't, Don't you, you want, want that, me, baby. That's a great little oh. tra- so segue good. there. I love know? Human League, though. Yeah. I love everything they did. And Happy by Pharrell. Clap along if you feel like happiness is a truth. I think almost everybody would agree if they were honest that that belongs. You know? Come on. Yeah. And then also, sweet Caroline. Bah, 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 bah. Come on. No doubt. You know that gets stuck in there. And I don't want to say that, that this is true, but it is. If you hear Believe by Cher, it's stuck. I sing that stupid song for days. Enough, they they give her songs, or she ends up finding songs that are like that. If I Could Turn Back Time is one of those ones Aye. that you... I mean, uh, there are a number of them that you that kind of get with you and stay with you. Uh, even if I hate them, um, even I mine. know you don't like her singing, but the no. songs and songs she doesn't even songs she does not even appreciate, like "Just Like Jesse James." I love that song. It's a she great hates song. it, yeah, um, because it is kind of cheesy. But it's you know, I mean, I I, I like cheese, and obviously <laughs> she does. It was a good time know? for cheese. Yeah, good time actually. for cheese. I will survive, Gloria Gaynor. Come on, yeah, uh, yeah. you know that gets stuck. What about YMCA? That one doesn't get stuck with me. I don't... That one doesn't... Uh, the YMCA doesn't do it for me. Well, of the Village People songs, um, yeah, that one's that one's the hookiest uh, compared it to is. In the Navy or any yeah, of the other ones. In the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> and Macho Man and so forth. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think YMCA is their quintessential... That's their you know standard song. That's their signature song, I would it say. It definitely is. It doesn't do that for me. I don't know why, but it should. It ended up in Wayne's World. Come on. <laughs> Wayne's World 2, I think, right? They, that's friggin' hilarious, that scene. It's a great, great movie. Hound Dog, Elvis Presley. Mm, I don't know. It's pretty standard rock and roll fare. I don't think it's, a, it's a, an example of a great pop hook at all. I don't think so either. Not, not particularly all. hooky for me. Classic, but it isn't. it's not what what you think when... It's not what we think of when you talk about pop hooks. It's Agreed. just standard rock and roller. I agree. Know? Uh, single ladies put a ring on it. If I hear that song, I'm I going in. If you like it, then song. you should have put a ring on it. If you like it, should. I mean, I can't. It's I, just for days. I heard that song and I was the other day, and I was annoyed. I was just plain annoyed <laughs> at having to be subjected to it. I uh, like I, it. I, I'm not crazy about it. Mama, I'm, I like Beyonce. I'm okay. Oh, staying alive. BGS. Love it. That uh, Ta- never get tired. Of I'm it. okay if that gets stuck like an earworm. I'm okay with that. Well, you, but it does. Talk it's about one songs of those. that never get played out. Well, that one. That's is one, one of them. them. Yeah. I agree. What about "She Loves You"? She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That doesn't, doesn't get stuck really, in my well, head. Well, I mean, the, there's the chorus, the verses, and with a love like that. I mean, you know, I don't know. None it of those are, do that The for Beatles me. have a lot more grabby stuff than that. I agree. Uh, melodically that you just can't, you know, with the, with the uh, little hooks. What about ABC by the Jackson 5? ABC. Easy as one, two, three. They've got a host of them, though. They're so amazing. They have a, like, I want you back. It doesn't come to mind because of the title. Isn't yeah. isn't that clear like ABC is, but it's like, I think it's like their best song. Uh, they have so many that are just sheer pop funk brilliance. Um, but I don't know if that one gets stuck in my brain. If I hear it, I'm not, like, singing it all day. So I don't know if it's the catchiest. I like it, but it's... I don't know if it's the catchiest. I think Dancing Queen oh, is one of them. Yeah, Dancing Queen is a, an absolute masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. Oh, baby, give, give me one more chance. chance. Yeah. Show me that I love you. That is one of the best. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then their, uh, one of their top two is Beat It by Michael Jackson, which I think is super hooky because beat it, beat yeah. it, beat it, beat it. You know, come on. And then their number one is I Want to Hold Your Hand, The Beatles. Um, Catchiest. Not, not, eh, not uh, feeling it. Not, I'm not feeling, feeling it. it either. And I love it. I love it. But yeah. uh, I'm not feeling it in the way they're talking. No, no. I agree too. So I came up with some of my own that I think are really, really, really catchy. This is the I get put to shame part. Go ahead. <laughs> whip it by Devo. No. When nice. a problem comes right. along, you whip must whip it. it. I mean, I think that's so catchy. And then whip it into shape. Shape, shape it, it up. Get, get straight. straight. Move go forward. forward. No, go forward. Go move forward. Ahead. Move ahead. Try to detect it. it. It's, it's not, not too late. late. I mean, come on. It is. It's it is. so fucking hooky. Too too fun. Yeah. It is. Another one bites the dust for me with a don't, 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 don't. I think don't, for me it's... Don't, 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 yeah. don't. The, Another the one switch there the because there are yeah. only a couple of parts to the song. Exactly. But the switch there is where it gets, you know, the, the it ramps up, it ratchets up the tension. Uh, it's a great song. Absolutely. I think that's one that has a great hook. I think I only want to be with you even though I hate that song. I only want to be with you. That song gets stuck in my head. I think it's super catchy. Hootie? Yeah, even though I hate Hootie. I don't give a hoot. Super. You yeah. like Hootie, Hootie, actually. We had that discussion. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want you to want me, cheap trick. Yeah, I yeah. I want you to want me. I mean, that's so hooky. It is. It absolutely is. It really is. is. And I love rock and roll, Joan Jett. Totally hooky. I honestly, I thought it was hers for for all up until like this well, year, but uh, that's how dense I am sometimes. People well, think I know shit. I I, I should have known that, but uh, the song is an earworm. Her no version just kills me. It does, yeah. And Mickey, Tony Basil. Oh, Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. I mean, that's totally a little, hooky. A little oversaturation, perhaps, but yes. It's, hooky. Uh, I'm yeah, not. Hooky. Oh. We're not talking about it. It's saturated. Of course about for, it is. First time you hear it. Hooky. Yeah. Hooky. Yeah. Definitely hooky. You're too far from the mic. Well, playing hooky, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, because you were coming in quiet. And then Love Story by Taylor Swift. I love that song. It's so hooky. It's so damn good natured. It's so good. And, 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 and it's and good it natured. It's so catchy. It's catchy. And that's the thing. It has the hooks. Taylor, Taylor Swift is a hell of a song already. We've talked about that. Absolutely. No. Uh, honestly, I'm hearing more and more of her stuff. And some of it, it's like, all right, I can maybe do without that. But, but there's, there's no question lot. about it. Yeah. A lot of it is so good. There's a lot that's really good. So that is really the end of Bird Banter. Unless you could think of some. I came up with those. But I'm sure there's tons more with pop hooks that won't quit. Those I, are some that I came up with. I have contemplated this question before. Before, and for some reason, when I'm trying to give people examples, I you know because I always defend pop. We defend pop. I always say, "Oh, I love pop." Here's some some songs that just have those hooks, those killer hooks that you can't shake. There are only two that keep coming to mind. They both have the word "kiss" in the title, totally coincidentally. 
But um, they absolutely irresistible. This kiss by Grace, uh, great by Faith Hill. Not, oh yeah, no, that's Faith, right. What, what Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Yeah, this kiss by Faith Hill because I, I seldom ever hear that anymore. That kind of stuff. And um, uh, kiss me by Sixpence None the Richer. That song is just maddeningly catchy. There's something about that sw- the sweetness of that melody and the little changes that it goes through. But I, I come up blank beyond that. Uh, some of the examples on the list were ones I should have thought of. But uh, no, that's all I got, those two. And what so. about my notable examples? Uh, some good of ones. them pretty good, pretty good. good. Ones, yes, yes. Fine choices. Fine choices. All right. Thank you. Uh, you have done well. <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for Bird Banter, which uh, leads us to the theme recap. Uh, I'm sure you're going to knock that totally out of the park. I really am waiting for you to do that. Oh, okay. In the white next to the pink. Okay. It says, theme recap, (laughs) Professor P. Soup. All right. What was or what is the theme for the upcoming show, as we told you last time? And I believe I was compelled to uh, sing it or say it. No, I was compelled to say it. Yes, I wanted you to say it. You can sing it. (laughs) Of course I'm going to sing it. Uh, Come on, booby, kite my eider. Come on, booby, kite my eider. That's three birds, folks. That's right. The booby, like the blue-footed booby. The kite. Uh, we Shakespeare fans, we love the word. We love kites. We hear about those in Shakespeare. Oh, yes. I will feed the region's kites with the slaves. Awful. Oh, God. Drama. High drama of the kites. Eating guts. That's what they're known for, basically. There it is. And uh, the eider, which is a new one on me, i got to confess. Yes. Okay. Anyway, come on, we'll be kite my eider. What does that even mean, for heaven's sake? What does it mean? It means songs about the elements, earth, Fire, water, natural disasters. Basically, we're talking about the earth here. Uh, anything to do with it, pretty much, especially the elements. And uh, I'm guessing there are a lot of songs with those uh, words and those concepts in them, as we will find out, and we'll find out what we come up with with uh, after the next feature, which is no doubt going to be yours. No, it's going to be... Oh, not mine. Oh, it isn't. It's mine. Hey. It's the pink. The pink is mine. <laughs> what the- they have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Sure they do. They can picture it. You're looking at something pink right now? All right. This is a feature, which we've done before. I don't know how many times, actually. About three times. Three really? or four. That yeah. many? Yeah. yeah. I right. did one. You did... This is your third, just because you're so good at it. Uh, that's uh, that's a hell of an excuse for uh, enslaving a man. Okay. Let me see. Anyway, the feature is called Keep Your Ayas on the Kids. And, of course, Ayas is the bird in question here. And for this feature, we discuss the kids following in the footsteps of their rock star parents. Does the apple fall far from the tree? And we've had some... We uh, shall see. We shall see. We had some uh, good examples there. Young Mr. Van Halen, I think, was one. Indeed. Uh, not full-blown senility yet. I'm figuring that out. All right. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe that's... I think that's like 60, yeah. 62. 62. Full-blown senility. senility. Oh, uh, it's, it's not far off. I know oh, that okay. much. Okay. All right, well, a great many rock star offspring have grown up to uh, to play in mom and dad's bands, but that doesn't really count for our purposes. Hmm. Uh, Ringo Starr's son, uh, Zach Starkey, has been playing with The Who for 25 years or so, but he's not really part of the band and has uh, no input on it, so that doesn't count either. But I did think of one that certainly fits the bill. <laughs> subtle bird pun there. Oh my God. <laughs> so subtle I had to point it out. <laughs> it's the bill. Get it, get it, get it. I like it. If you were here, I'd nudge you. Wink, in it. wink, know. nudge, yeah. nudge. Say you, no more. You can't feel the nudge. You can't see the wink. That's why I had to beat you over it's the head with it. virtual nudge. Yeah, she got it at least. Oh, I got it. Say, yeah. All right. Well, uh, the parent in this case was so famous that everything involving their life became household knowledge to the point that 35 years before the offspring ventured into Papa's footsteps, everyone in the world knew her. 
even leaving off Daddy's famous surname. All you had to say was, Lisa Marie, and heads would nod knowingly. Oh. Who doesn't know who Lisa I Marie is? I didn't see that one coming. I told you. you I'll get to keep my eyes on those kids. Keep on the kids. Uh, what about old Lisa Marie? Because... She was born, everybody, she hadn't done a damn thing. Everybody knew who she was, True. just because of how famous Elvis was. Oh, of course. As I said, it wasn't until after a lifetime of being the daughter of the King of Rock and Roll and a brief spell as the wife of the King of Pop that Lisa Marie Ple- Presley, <laughs> Presley, okay, Lisa Marie Presley released her debut album, To Whom It May Concern. I, first of all, it's downright bizarre how, in appearance, she resembles both of her parents, uh, her mother, uh, actress Priscilla Presley, and her father Elvis, somehow she looks like both of them put together. It's amazing. It's true. It is. It's so true. It's uncanny. Uh, but what does she sound like? Well, you know, I did quite a bit of listening to that album, the follow-up from two years later, which is called Now What, and the most recent, 2012's Storm and Grace. And you know what? I really like her. She has a, a husky, smoky, kind of almost Miley Cyrus kind of voice. And the sound of the music, well... Remembering from my last scan of her work several years ago, I, I was checking it out back then. I was going to say it's a little bit kind of a Donnie Marie thing, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. But really, that's um, it's more bluesy Americana, occasionally veering into punk, sort of a mashup of like uh, Melissa Etheridge and Alison Krauss and Avril Lavigne sort of thing. Uh, she harmonizes very beautifully with herself and has a great deal more of a role in shaping her music than her father did. She co-writes all the melodies, and with one collaboration only exception, the lyrics are her own. And uh, they can be pretty savage at times. She kind of reminds me of Rosanna Lefevre from the last show. Mm, yeah. The first Carmel one. Very, the same awesome Southern Americana kind of creepy vibe. You know, beautiful. Yeah. Um, her choice of covers is interesting as well, including Don Henley's Dirty Laundry, mm. Blue Oyster Cult's Burning For You, and the Ramones' Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, mm. featuring Sex Pistol Steve Jones on lead guitar. Uh, interesting, interesting thing about that song, for some reason it didn't end up on there, but it was supposed to be slated for a Ramones tribute album uh, called We're a Happy Family, on which the uh, early Ramones song Beat on the Brat was played by none other than... Did you know this? You too. I did not know they, that. Uh, uh, they love, love uh, the Ramones. Obviously, they named a song after Joey. Yeah. Uh, and Joey wrote this song. Yep. So they actually covered Beat on the Brat. I mean, picture Bono saying Beat on the Brat I with can't. a baseball bat. You know? I can't. That's I've got to hear that, but it's on the album. Her song is not, though, but it is on one of her own albums. Uh, it took many years for all the pieces to be in place for uh, Lisa Marie to make her own way uh, apart from... Any comparisons to or obvious similarities with her dad. And indeed, you know, she really is her own artist. Critics praised her sharp, ambitious debut album for its stark, uncompromising tone, her gutsy, blues edged voice with a distinctive flair, and a character that's thankfully surly, not sweet. They, uh, they seem to appreciate that, and that <laughs> definitely captures it. Along the way, she'd done some interesting appearances, duetting with Pat Benatar on the latter's Heartbreaker. I actually watched that tonight. Mm. It's a uh, pretty good. No, it's, it's a very good, actually. And even with her own father, a la Natalie Cole, her and Elvis singing together like Natalie and Nat King Cole did. Yes. Uh, on his song, In the Ghetto, which reached number one on the iTunes charts. Yes. Their version of it. And I had not heard that. You've heard that, obviously. I heard that yeah. only by chance. Wow. Uh, that sounds awesome. I've been listening to her stuff. I have not caught that yet. Uh, to Whom It May Concern went on to become a gold record and hit number five on the Billboard charts. Mm. The next album, Now What, went uh, to number nine. Seven years later, in 2012, she released her most recent album, Storm and Grace, which was uh, well-received also. It was called the strongest album of her career, a moody masterpiece, 
exploring the demons and angels of her life to the tune of country spice downbeat pop. And they also praise the smoky spooky single "You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet," and that's a that's a great one. That's an awesome. That's new. Uh, Mojo Nixon once sang, I'm going to get Lisa Marie to marry me, and then I'll call Elvis my great big daddy. Mojo and any of you out there have a crush on Ms. Presley and, and want to sing, Treat me like a fool, treat me mean and cruel, oh yeah, but love me. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to settle for the first two out of three, as she's likely to spit back vicious lyrics into your face like the kick-ass punk tune Idiot. And these sentiments, you know, who knows if any of them are directed at her four ex-husbands, which include Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage. I'd forgotten about that completely. I did not forget about that. Totally forgot about that. But Michael Jackson, there's no, I I don't care about these things at all, but there's no, there's simply no way of not knowing about Michael Jackson. But, uh, oh, allegedly she wrote a song about him too called Disciple, but it was cut from the album. Heaven only knows what that one sounds like. Hmm, Hopefully. She got paid off to not include that. Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) it isn't like these other ones here. Oh, man. You know, you probably want to take a pass on a relationship with her or Taylor Swift because they've got pens and they know how to use them. Hell okay? yeah, they so, do. But darn it, she's totally won me over, and I really dig her music. It's great. Whether she makes another album or not, still, this is a kid you want to keep your eyes on. Mm, wow, that was really good and unexpected. Thank you very much, David. Holy shit. Well, that takes us to our first artist for the Kite My Eider theme and it's going to shock you maybe David but because there is such an overabundance of songs that fall into this category every single song we have on this particular show the title is Wind and we thought we were buggered last time when we had two songs called Karma now we've got five wins Wins. this Just is some Pink Floyd shit wind seriously. one, wind two, wind three <laughs> So this particular band is called Trobar, sorry, Trobar de Morte. And of course the song's name is Wind. They are from Barcelona, Spain. Their genres, as they call it, are medieval Victorian Gothic, and I added symphonic. And some of the key instruments in this are the hurdy-gurdy, violin, bagpipes, whistles, flutes, oriental percussion, and more. This is a very talented band. Let's take a listen to the first of five wins.
Okay, so now that we have completed our listening of Throbad del Mortes Wind, tell us what you thought. Well, I mean, they, they say it themselves. It, it, it's immediate, the medieval, you know, atmosphere, the ambiance of medieval times. Celtic. It's Did very you get the Celtic. Celtic. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's pr- Celtic it's perfection. Progressive. But it's it's uh, restrained, you know. It is. Uh, you kept expecting it's going to ramp up and drums are going to come in or something like that. It's like no, no. This is how this piece goes. It is very, very Renaissance. It was reminiscent yes. of Renaissance. Uh, spectacular, gorgeous, uh, freaking vocals, which is what sounding like Renaissance means, you know. Ethereal, dreamy, Ethereal. angelic, otherworldly. I love the it. harmonies are just uh, just incredible, uh, and that that tinkling piano. You're just absolutely oh. haunted by the whole thing. Yes, the real fake. I don't care. They sound beautiful. Winds and strings are don't just care. beyond belief. Couldn't care less. And the and the percussion. What is that? It sounds like a. Is that a? It's bow-ron? Oriental percussion. Oh, okay. so there's a hurdy gurdy, violin, bagpipes, whistles, flutes. There's every possible thing in here. All right, Donovan sang about it, but you just don't hear the hurdy gurdy enough. You these don't. Days. I mean, uh, it's making a comeback. It, it needs to. It honestly it needs to. And uh, it's just. Uh, it's like the, the, the congas. The I mean, not congas. The bongos. The it's like a bowron. It's like it's. Very, very, this is so rustic, this percussion instrument. You it can is. see it. And it's, you know, it's as if they come in and they weave their little spell like, as if they're wandering minstrels. And then as the fade out comes, it's like you're following them out of town. I mean, it's, it's, it's so compelling gripping this song uh, and absolutely uh, transports you. So. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I love that the flute, when the flute is playing, it's just perfection. It's what was needed, uh, and the violin comes in as kind of the third, fourth, or fifth voice. I don't know how many harmonies we're hearing, but there's just a wall of harmony, and I feel like that violin comes in as another voice, and it's just absolutely incredible. And much like with Judy Vampshire, I see a sea of fog on a stage, and you know that person cloaked in some sort of black um, outfit and just singing. You know, it's classic. This track is just classic in all the best ways. So it's a throwback to a, an older time, but it is still relevant today. It's it's so mystical. It almost is. It, you figure, oh, it's a Lord of the Dance kind of thing and everything. Ronan Hardiman's uh, awesome soundtrack there, but it's even more. It's it is. even more. Uh, it's more. It's so ancient. I mean, this could be an adaptation of a uh, traditional song that nobody knows who wrote it uh, from centuries ago. I mean, That's it's right. absolutely gorgeous. Uh, what a find! Yeah, just a, an, another beautiful exciting new artists so please follow them they are definitely um on the rise uh you can find them on facebook at trobar de morte so allow me to spell that t-r-o-b-a-r-d-e-m-o-r-t-e is that like work of death or something that's what (laughs) it sounds like yeah I was like, I don't, I don't want to interpret their uh, title, but yeah, it's That's a little a dark. That's it's a, a little dark, little dark for sure. Oh, guess what? I'm going to do something I haven't done in a really long time, and that is birds of a local feather. I, I noticed. How exciting! It is very exciting, and it's not that I haven't seen a lot of live music, but I, I tend to see recently, based on who we've played with, some of the the same bands. But I wanted to talk about a band that. I haven't talked about in regard to performance very much, but I had the opportunity to see them again very recently because we played a show with them. And I'd like to talk about Bat Farm because what we do on Birds of a Local Feather is we share our recent local show experiences because 
one of the things that we are is we are supporters not only in theory but in reality. We go and we support people live. And because the pandemic slowed us down, we haven't seen shows in a while, but we were off to a very good start. <laughs> we tried, yeah, yeah. Back in early 2020. Oh, uh, things were, no, 19. 19, well, no, 20, early 2020. Oh, you're right, 2020, when, yeah, when that's we, right. Yeah, we were yeah, going to shows right. and we are making it happen. A um, couple of really good months there. Yep, and we'll get back to it as soon as things kind of, you know, normalize a little bit. But one of the things I get to do, um, which is amazing, is share the stage with some of these incredible artists. And Bat Farm is one that I always try to get on a show with us. And this one was a, a great show. It was, if I do say so myself, it was Ascent. It was, obviously, um, <laughs> it was uh, The Tragic Radicals and, of course, Bat Farm. And so Bat Farm is a duo. And saying they're a dynamic duo doesn't do them justice. Basically, they are two people... Uh, guitar is what Alex Kalis does, and she also sings, and she's an incredible vocalist. And then we have Dennis Morehouse on drums, and they play to a track. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, because Bruce and I don't do that, we're snobs to it. Absolutely not. If it's done well, I don't care what you do. And they do it to perfection. I'm surprised when people don't do it. It's, right? it's a very I mean, good idea. You know? It's a great idea. I mean, they really get the richness of the sound. Um and that's one of the things you think sometimes when people are playing to tracks, you think, well, shit, this is going to be a shitty live show. There is nothing further from the truth. They are locked in. The drummer, Dennis, is locked in. There's a lot of swing and groove. So even though there's a backing track, so you're only getting the vocals, guitar, and drums live, everything else is on that track. And I'm telling you right now, you're not missing anything. It's like a full band. Just even without the the track, it would be like a full band. But bring in that track, oh, it just catapults them to another level. I'm really sorry you went there because it really, you would have just jaw on floor. Anybody who saw them was just, just, over, just over the moon with them. So let's talk about, first of all, Dennis. He's an incredible drummer. And because Bruce is a drummer, I can tell you if he's a good drummer or not. And he's a very, very good drummer. He's locked and loaded. He's in... He plays so badass. It doesn't hurt that he has dreads, some that are red. They wear like this really cool outfit every time they wear matching outfits. And I'm a sucker for people who dress up for their shows. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I mean, it's your part of your brand, yeah. right? So it doesn't matter how little the show is. I'm always in full gothic craze. You know, it's, and she's always in the same outfit. They have them dry cleaned. They wear them. It's just, it's awesome. And um, they look great. So we have him doing these drums, and he is just a maniac. He is locked and loaded. He's in. He's just so aware of everything. And that, you know, sometimes when people play to a track, there's moments where they're off. That does not happen with Bat Farm. They are not off. So it's really brilliant. He's so good. And then, of course, you have Alex playing guitar, and she is a supreme guitarist. She's badass as hell. And she actually writes for several publications, one, I believe, uh, Guitar Girl magazine. So she's just, she's very, very good at what she does. She's a, they're, they're brilliant songwriters. And add on top of that, these ridiculous vocals. And I'll get to the actual performance, like the actual stage presence that they have. Her vocals are soaring. They're so powerful. They're so fierce. She is just a powerhouse up there, and it looks effortless, which I love, right? I love that it looks like it's not difficult at all. And she is just these notes. She hits these crazy high notes and holds them for a long time, just like rock goddesses should. It's 
absolute brilliance. And then all of that together, and there they are on stage. She is in front. She is rocking. She's got hair about shoulder length, and it is all over the place. Her face is all like contorted in rock goddess mode. Dennis is totally into the skins. You rarely see his face because he's 100% in. His eyes are closed. He's going for it. It is absolutely electric. It is something, if you see it, you'll never forget it. From the clothes to the intensity, you know, you, it's, it's, it's every single sense is involved. And it is something you will never forget. I will tell you, you have to see Bat Farm Live. They are a powerhouse duo. And they play against a track that also has uh, amazing harmonies on it like nobody's business and we are always proud to share a stage with them in fact we are trying to see if we can arrange doing a tour with them next year nice so bat farm you can find them on facebook at bat farm b-a-t-f-a-r-m and they have shows all over la and orange county tell them we sent you at birds of a feather uh, that's right. That bill was interesting because what do those three bands have in common? I don't Ascent, know. Bat Farm, and the Tragic Radicals. It could be duos. They're duos, amazingly enough. Uh, the Ascent does their supernatural thing with uh, uh, Bruce, who is, must be a cyborg of some kind. Yes, you know? definitely. And uh, Tragic Radicals play just the two of them, and they f- fucking mop up the floor with everybody. And uh, I mean, with the audience, not with the other bands. <laughs> and Bat Farm is completely awesome with the backing track. So that's a hell of a thing to see. And I just want to add that as far as we both feel you should dress up uh, to perform if you can. However, some of the greats have not really necessarily. You've got the, the uniform crowd, like the Beatles and the Ramones and everything. And nothing against that. But yeah, it's good to, to go. The Maybe that's your look. But yeah, I like it when they dress up. So you have a good point there. And uh, they are an incredible band. And both of them, all of you, are. Uh, interviewed on Butterflies and Hurricanes on Fusion Music Radio. So That's true. That Farm was guests, as was uh, the Tragic Radicals. How did you come upon those two amazing bands? I uh, don't it, know. It, it's baffling. We have an awesome headhunter ah. who uh, went on to become uh, her own uh, impresario in radio, apparently. Interesting. She yeah. sounds interesting, but very talentless. So. I think it's going to her head, but yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Well, Bat Farm again, just incredible. So wanted to give them their moment in the sun, as it were. So actually, I like them. I hate the sun, so I would never subject anybody to that. But <laughs> uh, give them a moment wherever they choose to be. <laughs> sun, you know, moon, whatever. Hey, you know what? I think I can, I'm actually developing some sort of extra sense here. I, I figure the next song is probably going to be called Wind. Oh, how did you know? I don't know. Brilliant. Yes, and it's by Elende. Now, I'm not sure how to say that. I tried to look up how to say it, so I apologize if I butchered it. But according to what I was able to find out, it means misery in German, even though they're from Austria. And that may or may not be the language spoken there. There are many different languages spoken in Austria. So I believe that I found the correct meaning of that, but I don't believe I said it correctly. Anyway, the song is called When, as I mentioned, they're from Austria, and their genre is black metal. Shall we take a listen? Rawr.
Okay, so we just listened to wind. <laughs> I know that there's quite a few, but we listened to wind. This is the second song of five that we are playing by a band that is called Alende, I think. So, what are your thoughts? And I shall interject as well. Well, I just, I was surprised because of the description of it as, you know, black metal. I thought it was going to be something different. And really, it was, you know, it was this gothic symphonic thing. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Metallica's work with the San Francisco Symphony I Orchestra. I so agree. You know, on S&M, it's just like, it sounds like the call, the Tulu, the, you know, the, the big opening thing and all. But it's kind of opening and it's kind of closing. Uh, it is it's the highest of high drama, really. And it's kind of like the tail end, it sounds like, of some epic saga thing. Like if, if Richard Wagner, Mr. Ring's trilogy, was still around and he had electricity, uh, this might be the kind of thing he would do. And mm. uh, it has a hell of a close, too, with that lone electric guitar. Very unexpected. I mean, it's, uh, oh, it's um, powerful, powerful work. What do you think? So this song begins... In a solemn yet hopeful manner, and it builds and grows more intense, that double bass drum prepares you for the onslaught. I love it. It just starts to tease just a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And what I love about this is I feel like I was in a storm. I do feel like the wind grew more sinister. And at the two-minute mark is when I felt like I was definitely in the middle of something very dark and something very difficult. And what I really loved about this is it felt very emotional to me. The way it started, I, it almost happened again where I got teary. It just really takes me on a ride. Like I'm, and that the, the growls, the screams, they're kind of far in the distance, but they're so painful. It just sounds like agony. It sounds like misery. It sounds like pain. And for some reason, it really struck me as the chaos continues to build in this song. And it's it. there's such beautiful string work in this just at the very beginning, toward the middle and the end. And I just it's absolute brilliance. The guitar intro is perfect. I just think this is a really beautiful tune. Of course, it's black metal, but I never discount any genre of music and I am really glad that I, I clicked on this one on Bandcamp, and I'm going to listen to a lot more by this band. This is a beautiful song. If you liked it and it took you somewhere that you wanted to go or maybe even somewhere you didn't want to go, you can follow them on Facebook at E-L-L-E-N-D-E dot official. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, it seems that you are up to bat. Back in pink. Okay. We're back in the pink here. <laughs> <laughs> they know we're looking at papers here. They're, they know that we're looking at pink papers? I don't know. This is yet another blatantly exploitative instance of <laughs> my being handed a new feature to do. Hey, I did it last time. All right. All right, and this one is called, see if you can spot the bird name, Upping the Annie. Yes, self-explanatory there. But what does that mean? Well, for this feature, we discuss how style has impacted the selected artist or band positively or negatively. Does their style up the ante? Does it up the ante? Does it make the stakes higher? Does it uh, bring with it expectations? Uh, is it uh, an asset or is it sort of a Detract. liability, yeah, a detraction? Is it sort yeah. of a, uh, uh, a stumbling block here? Well, let's find out. 
Well, as I'm sure you know, certain infidels of the baser sort have put forth the proposition that KISS stands or falls on their visual presentation. In other words, that their style definitely does up the ante. I mean, it's just like you're in for that. We want that to sound like what that sounds like. Uh, perhaps they wouldn't be so quick to let their filthy sewer holes overflow, however, if they consider some of the following points. Uh, first, in their defense, I would have to say KISS's music is like kind of like a, a dodecahedron man, which is like a... <laughs> she's like, what? A 12-sided, uh, whatever the thing it is. Uh, dodecahedron <laughs> has 12 sides, just like their music has so many facets, man. You know, which is kind of interesting, considering that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley quit their band Wicked Lester right after they got a record deal because they felt they didn't have a genuine sound of their own, but rather that they followed trends, which is uh, whatever was going on at the time, they would just ape that. Uh, which is pretty funny, considering that KISS themselves started out with a very definite sound of their own, and then spent the 80s and the 90s sounding uh, like and aping the work of Whitesnake, Van Halen, Bon Jovi, ZZ Top, Soundgarden, etc. But uh, the fans stuck with them throughout all of this, except for the great desertion when many members of the KISS Army went AWOL. We had 1979's Dynasty, 1980's Unmasked, and 1981's Music from the Elder... Uh, and that was the end of KISS for many fans, but not because they had changed their style aesthetically. They still wore the masks and pulled at all the stops uh, as far as the stage show, but the music itself was what many fans could not abide. Uh, a couple of tracks on Dynasty dabbled in disco, most notably their international smash, I Was Made For Loving You, which yeah, I think you stumped me with that once. On uh, Indeed I did. Indeed you did, to my everlasting shame. And as for Unmasked, it was deemed to be too pop. Though really, Kiss's music was always power pop with hooky choruses, uh, much of it anyway. So I don't really get that part. It's a, it's a cool record as far as I'm concerned. As for music from The Elder, the return of Bob Ezrin to the boards producing, and allegedly a ton of drugs and or ego, uh, led to a rather pretentious but damn fine, I think, concept album that virtually nobody could deal with, at least back then. By the time they went back to the classic Kiss sound with all the big riffs, they were playing to half-empty venues. The music had driven people away, and all the makeup and madness couldn't hold them. So I think uh, that's something to consider. Also, conversely, when they dispensed with the grease paint and began the makeup-free era, which lasted for 15 years, the first album of which was 1983's Lick It Up, they were very successful. Harnessing the power of MTV, of course, the uh, new kid in town, uh, this new iteration of Kiss, shape-shifting to be sure, but decidedly glam, managed to do rather well, touring with little to no stage effects and outfits that ran the gamut from frou-frou androgyny uh, to a badass, hard-ass leather boy, but definitely nowhere near the otherworldly costumes of the classic era. Now, not that those were gone for good, because from 1998 to 2004, the band would reunite with Peter Chris, Ace Frehley, or both, for a variety of tours, one studio album, and a couple of live releases in full regalia, naturally. But, though they would never go back to the no-makeup approach, the current lineup is on their farewell tour, having released two studio albums of their own, made up as the original members, with Tommy Thayer as the Spaceman, Eric Singer as the Catman, intent on going out in a blaze of glory, I think, they established their viability as a band throughout it all, retaining most of their fans anyway, regardless, <laughs> regardless of what they looked like. Now, sure, they've taken their share of criticism and been dismissed as a brand rather than a band because of their gratuitous merchandising, with they, uh, which they hilariously lampoon themselves in the animated special Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. 
But I would hasten to point out that they hold the title of American Recording Act with the most gold records, the number being 30. Add that to 14 platinums and three multi-platinums. And folks, even dumb kids like I used to be don't buy records because of what the band looks like or how they bring it on the stage. And I would add, not that there are necessarily any infidels that I mentioned before in the room, that many bands cool people embrace, like the Foo Fighters and Soundgarden, hold Kiss in very high esteem. So there. So in, uh, to uncharacteristically for me return to the original point, I think their look from the start did up the ante, raised expectations, which frankly only in hindsight did, their, did they deliver, because even they considered the early studio albums to lack the harder edge they achieved live. But still, at the end of the day... This shit works. Uh, somehow, inexplicably, all these decades later, 60 years old, I find I still can't help but sing along with undeniably pedestrian numbers like Strutter and Firehouse, uh, even the mushier studio versions. And I have a feeling that Mr. Holland himself would approve. So, kiss up the ante. Yeah, I think it did create expectations, but it didn't play out the way one might think. So I think they transcended all that. So, and I won't profess to know what you're going to say, so tell us, Christina. Did uh, How does that uh, up the ante for you, or does it? Well, actually, you know, I'm all for, as if you've listened to this show, um, all the way Which through, I never did, actually. I <laughs> actually, other people, not yeah. you, which you should. Um, but other bands, including Bat Farm, they have an outfit and a look and, and all of that, which I like. And I do think you need to stick to your brand. Um. Um, I think this brand is cartoon, unfortunately, and I think it's it's lame for me. And it it didn't want. I think I saw them before I heard them, and I was like, uh, <laughs> no. And then I heard them, and I was like, double no. So for me, it was a deterrent. It wasn't cool. It was dorky and cartoonish, and and like kind of. Uh, I didn't find it playful and exciting. I found it kind of just lame and. Uh, and then the antics on stage were lame for me. I'm mostly talking about Gene Simmons, of course, because, you know, he's this stupid, ugly tongue thing. And then the blood and the, you know, I don't mind the fire breathing as much. No, no. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, I just I just couldn't. So, to me, it detracted. Before I ever heard their music, I saw them, and I think that's a problem. Um, but I, 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 I'm all for brand, but... It's kind of like Nirvana for me. They are a brand instead of, like you said to me, instead of a, a musical act for me. And, you know, I'm not taking away that they sold a lot of records, but to me, there's a lot of artists out there that suck that sold a whole bunch of records, too. Oh, good so, Lord, yes. And that, you know, don't have a, a style. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they stuck to it, that they found something and they stuck to it. And I don't even mind you merchandising yourself. Whether or not it's a sellout situation is a whole other show. But I, it just, uh, it didn't do anything for me. Another, like the Devo outfits didn't do anything for me either. So I, it's too cartoonish for me. I like Devo's music, but I just, you've made yourself a parody to me. You like Devo's music in spite of the uh, the costumes. Yes. But I, I heard them before I saw them. Oh. But I saw Kiss helps, before... Yeah. I heard them, and then I heard them, and I was like, yeah. I have a feeling you wouldn't have liked them either way. Just knowing you, it's not the kind of thing you would be into. And and I understand Bruce doesn't either, but then again, of course, he likes ACDC because there are certain bands that just get you, and then they Yeah, he actually thinks we've been pretty hard on ACDC. No, no, and I, and I, 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 I actually I, like ACDC. Yeah, he just, the, the, they don't sound, they all sound the same, all the songs sound the same. He's like, ah. Uh, uh, they... 
I think they do. But they sort of do a little. I too think much. they do. But back to the kiss thing. It it just. And I'm trying to think if they're okay, like Meatloaf. Let me say Meatloaf and Stevie Nicks and stuff. Those outfits don't seem cartoonish to me. They are certainly um, a brand, mm. right? You got the flowy, weird, sort of witchy thing. Then you've got the greasy guy who just got done doing like a wedding singer sort of thing, and he's <laughs> wearing like a partial tuxedo thing. That's a brand. It's not cartoonish. It's more real to me. It's more mystical. But when I see guys that are like 300 feet tall on the, you know, on the stage and a bunch of makeup with like dripping stuff, I just can't. And then the music <laughs> sucks. So then I'm like, I can't even go. Well, at least the music's good. I just it's unfortunate for me. It's a detract. It detracts from their their, their sound. And I wish I would have heard them before I saw them. I think I would have thought they were OK. But then the whole package just ruined my ass. And would you say that of Slipknot or Gua or any of those bands? Uh, I'm I not, don't like any of those bands. Uh, yeah, me neither. Actually. So <laughs> I just like Kiss. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really in into it now. I'm like, oh my god, he likes Kiss but not Gua. Yeah. Right? And I, you know, I mean, I don't mind if you want to do stuff like that. It's just, it's to me, it degrades stuff a little bit. And maybe people think, oh, Christina, when you dress up like goth, it degrades your music. So that's fine. We all have our have our own things, but yeah, it takes away from me for this particular group. Yeah, and it is more than just outfits, which are, which are always uh, appropriate and personal. You know, like you mentioned, Stevie Nicks and everything. Uh, there are people who have a look, a uh, very distinct look, and it's beautiful. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, I it up the ante for you. It didn't for me. Well, I think it ups the ante in general because you have expectations when you see an act that looks like that. I had no expectations. I had Scooby-Doo starring expectations. That's what I had. (laughs) They lived up to that one. You wanted the best and you got the best. The hottest (laughs) band in the world. Kiss. That's how the records always begin. (laughs) I bet it does. So, yeah, I think that's a really great one. And I think, you know what? I love that because they are a great first band because their style is is right there it's it's in your face it's you know and it's like you said 15 years right wasn't it 15 years years no makeup yeah right and so it you know they went away from it and they came back to it so it works for them and i do think one of the things that's really cool about when you do that is you take on a different persona and i do think when you watch them perform you kind of you're behind this guilt you're crazier when you're behind a mask you know, yeah, and the music you play is different too. I mean, when yeah. they were this glam thing, they were the pretty boys and their you know pastel uh, certain, and then they went to the leather thing. Careful with the pretty boys thing. Not they're they're well, not re- they're. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's we're, a figure of speech. Okay, yeah. I was like, whoa, Brad Pitt is a pretty boy. <laughs> I don't know. Gene Simmons looked pretty good sometimes. He looked kind of pretty sometimes, yeah. and I liked the pretty guys of the eighties. Yeah. That was nice. But he was he was he looked good, but he wasn't as pretty as pretty goes. Yeah. So. Yeah, but very interesting. I thought it was an interesting uh, perspective, and I think there are so many bands and individuals that we can talk about, and whether or not it detracts. Good, then you or, can do the next one. <laughs> you don't know what I'll do. I'm in charge of this show because that's how it ended up. <laughs> but uh, if you ever want to take that's over, your next delegation. If you ever want to take over and do a show, everyone's hearing me now. I will certainly relinquish all rights to you. Uh, I've been there and done that. Thank you. Yeah, at, at any time you want. So, uh, talking about upping the ante, Leah Mertz is our next artist, and she certainly does it with her song titled "Wind 3. <laughs> it's okay. not called it's not Wind called Three, wind three. <laughs> but it is the third wind. I told you there'd be five, and we're on three of five. 
And she is from Saskatchewan, Canada, and she is synth pop. So, two things we like, synth pop. So, let's take a listen to Leah. The wind rushes to the walls. I guess this is an overthrow. And all I've come to know, it breaks away and crashes far below. The wind rushes over me.
Okay, so we just listened to Leah Mertz and her song titled Wind. Wow. Well, I'm going to say the purity of her voice and that harmony, I can't even. I just, I mean, that was the first thing I heard and it just grabbed me and I had to listen. And then the acapella beginning, Mm. oh, it just gets me. So I kept thinking, this is synth pop. Where's the synth? Ah. There yeah. it came. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it showed up about 1 minute 12 seconds, and that's when it really hits its stride and turns into a danceable and fun tune, but still with the element of of seriousness because, you know, you hold my life in your hands, she keeps saying. Wow. Um, it's further elevated by the string sounds, and I don't think they're actual strings being played, but they're well, they're, they're well suited to the song. There's certainly a synth sound, but it's beautiful. And I love that she belts toward like the three minute mark and it just takes it to another level. I love this tune. I love her stuff. And uh, I've started following her on Bandcamp and on Facebook. I just, I love that voice. There's nothing like a voice that pure. I don't have that. I wish I had a voice that pure. Yeah, you pointed out some things I definitely had in mind too. That, well, it starts off, and you do sort of have expectations because of what it was, how it was uh, labeled, you know, how it was identified. Right. But it starts off with this real rustic feel, and it's, it's a the- like the harmonies, like you said, are just spectacular. Oh. It's ethereal bluegrass, is what it sounds like. It's kind of what you're expecting. It's, uh, it has that. Like, it feels like it's going to Americana you. It's going to go Americana and then it bluegrass goes, on you, yeah. ethereal. And then this anachronistic, it, it <laughs> seems, electronic beat and keys come in. And, uh, you know, the vocal is this beautiful, wafy whisper, like a sprite mm. of the forest, sprite of the forest. But then, as you said, I, I had written down this unexpected boom. All of a sudden, this she just unleashes the guns and he's like, wow, you know. <laughs> And uh, just and then back to the to the beauty we were used to and everything. It is uh, an incredible tune, and uh, just uh, as you said, drags you in, keeps you there. I uh, love this, Leah Mertz. Well done. Absolutely. So definitely follow her on Facebook at Leah Mertz Music, and that is L E A H M E R T Z Music. Well, you know what it is now. It is time for that amazing feature that everybody loves. I think we may just love it a little bit more because it's really fun. It's the one you love to play along with, and it's Hummingbirds, the Battle Royale. And for this feature, we hum songs and see if the other person can guess the song in a head-to-head battle. And this time... We start with David. You know, often he'll say that he's going to give me, you know, cotton balls and softballs and all these things. But you know what? It rarely comes true. So we'll see if he promises the same but fails to deliver again. No, I remain, as in the last few episodes, in full lame deer mode. <laughs> uh, lame deer protocol all is right. being observed. Now, all of these songs are from the 70s, but they're still, they're such cotton balls. All, all that right. Even though you weren't around, you know them, I'm sure. I, honestly, I will be completely transparent on this up front. You might have trouble with an artist's name or so, but there's no question about whether you know these songs. I just figure you'll probably get everything, but there's a chance anyway. All right. All right, first one. <coughs> me, 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 me. Let me hum here. <laughs> me, me, me. We got to warm ourselves up. Uh, rubber, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber. Yeah, that's uh, toy yow, boat. Wow, wow. <laughs> oh, that's that was at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Sorry, uh, that was priceless. I had to save that. It was priceless. Uh, I mean, me you got to make fun of your co-host. Oh, wait, you do that every show, all every show, show, all show, and off the air. That's true. In preparation for the show, 
This one is one where neither the song nor the artist should be a problem. I avouch to heaven of that. Just like me, they long to be close to you, the carpenters. Carpenters close to you, see? Very nice, very nice, okay. Well, all right, that was smooth sailing so far. I hope it stays that way. Yeah, well, the fact that you said hope, uh, what I have done here is given you a challenge, but it's not anything that you can't achieve. You give me un- the unachievable. No. I-, I don't do that for you. Nothing unachievable here. Uh, lay it on me. <laughs> okay, are you ready? La 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 la. La la. La 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 la. Rock with you, Michael Jackson. That's maybe? correct. Right. Yes, exactly. I was worried I wasn't going to hum that well. No, for some that one uh, really might have been difficult, but for some reason I just got it. Hopefully that will be the case with this one. Um, I don't think it'll be a problem at all with the artist either on this one. There's I'm gonna a, have to have you pinky swear on that one. I swear. All right, you pinky swear. Uh, let me see which where to begin on this one. If you could something time in a bottle. Did you say what in a what? Like something time, time in, a in a bottle. Time in a bottle is the name. Jim Croce. Jim Croce. There it is. Number two. Damn. So Come on. Lame. That you know that you're a little impressed right now. I am. Impressed. You are a little I, impressed. I had my. I had, I had Jim Croce even. I had my doubts about Jim Croce and uh, well, actually, all the rest of them. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so let's see what uh, undou- uh, doubtful disputation you have for me. Are you setting me up for failure? Nope. No. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what about this one? <clears throat> La 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 and I just can't hide it. I'm gonna go with I'm so gee this one won't even need any editing. I'm gonna go with I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. That's correct, and you know how I love the Pointer Sisters. I know how you love them. The Neutron Dance. That's right. Automatic. Automatic. Absolutely. They can even make so Bruce Springsteen good. sound good. Seriously. Fire. Oh, God. You ever them. hear his version? I'm, done in yeah, my just, I'm out. Oh, yeah, I'm Lord, so I'm out. Yeah. I thank no. him for writing it. Yeah, and then handing it over to the Pointer handing Sisters, the as pointer it should sisters, be. Which should have, been, should have been the end of the line <laughs> for that song. You know. All right. <clears throat> this one, uh, the artist is definitely in question on this one. No, I don't think there's any doubt about the song. La, 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 la. You know we'll have a good time Cats in the Cradle. Cats in the Cradle. So you're nailing them out of the park today. Oh, God, I can see who this is. Actually, he has something pretty morbid in common with Jim Croce. Oh, I can see his face. What's his hair look like? Brown? Not right guy? Kind of blonde, kind of bushy, actually. Yep, no idea then. Sorry, I really thought you might know Harry Chapin. Ah, oh, shit, no, I did shit. not. Not who I thought. Yeah, All right, so I didn't All get right. that one. All right. All right. Well, you know, I, 
I, do I get partial points? Uh, you should. I mean, I you think knew partial the song. Points, totally, yeah. yeah, we got to have a system for partial points. We should have points. a partial. I mean, come on. I mean, I got half, half points. So I just get a point five. Yeah, actually, that would be a good way to tie certain things. That's so, yes, true. Yes, uh, okay, point five for that it, 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 To give you at least a fighting chance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. You. you did not. You did not. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just mock me, motherfucker? Did you just mock me? It was a preemptive strike. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, so far, All right. we're, uh, we got to two and a half. And, um... <laughs> yeah, because you set me up to fail. All right. Are you ready? <clears throat> la, 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 <laughs> la. Looking for some hot stuff, baby. <laughs> this evening, hot stuff by Ms. Donna Summer. This may be the disco edition. <laughs> In case you're noticing a theme, you know, I, I just went it, with it. I guess it is. It's good, and mine are all '70s, as far as I know, mm-hmm. including this next one, which I know you know the song, but uh, the artist. I might, got Jim Croce. So you got Jim Croce. <clears throat> this one might be a stumbling block. Great. This is actually a thanks one, for thanks for that. This is a one-hit warbler, actually. Oh, interesting. Those can be difficult. Yes. La 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 la. La 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 la. Uh, oh, oh, that's a night that the lights, lights went, went out in Georgia. You're killing it tonight. Uh, that's a half a point that's right a there. Night that they hung an innocent man. man. Oh, 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 who is it? Oh, 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 oh. Did she play Mama on Mama's house? Um, Mama's that's a very family? distinct possibility. Damn, what is her name? I see her face. You're quite right that she's an actress and a comedian primarily. This was our only oh one hit God. written by her husband. Fabulous I'm... tune that we both love. Oh, yes, and I know her. Who? Well, oh, fuck. she was on Mama's Family with who? Carol Burnett, right? Uh-huh. That means she was on the Carol Burnett show, possibly. Yeah, but why can't I remember her name? I can see her. Think of the I cast even see of the Carol Burnett singing. show. We had, uh, I know her name. Carol, Tim Conway. Harvey Corman, Lyle Wagoner. Vicky Carr. Vicky something. Oh, fuck. Vicky. Uh, shit, I thought it was Vicky Carr. It's Vicky, short orange hair, just like Carol, which is kind of strange. They had him on the same show. Vicky. It's not Vicky Carr. Vicky. Um, fuck. I'm not going to remember that. Darn it. Vicky Lawrence. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah. But you got Vicky. I that's, should get like three quarters, three quarters right there. Yeah, I that's mean. two point. Uh, no, you got them up. 3.75 or 2.75? Because that's the last mm, one I got. 7, oh, yeah, so it's 2.75, right? 3.75. Yeah, you got uh, Yeah, you got them all. 3.75. Mm, that's pretty close. Where am I now? You're... Perfect yeah. three? Yeah, perfect three. All right, mm-hmm. all right. You know I'm, why? I'm not grinning over here. No. Yeah, you are. You know why? Because I'm a BFF you can count on. BFF you can count on. You're like Chucky. You're a friend to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi ho. I'm like Chucky. Chucky oh, right. Yeah. I'll remember you said that writing down. Uh, right. Says is, I'm a uh, friend like Chucky. What's this last song that I'm sure I'll completely <clears throat> miss, and that will put you in the lead. La 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 la. Don't tell me that's a cotton ball because it's, it's not. It's a cotton ball. It's a cotton ball. Of course, I would recognize. I love the nightlife, mm-hmm. but the singer. Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go with Alicia Bridges. That's correct. Oh wow! What a just a shot in the dark, you know. All right, so we're very. Did close I just here. roll my eyes all the way back when you said it's just a shot in the dark? Shot in the dark. Actually, my ass. Uh, so what are you three? Was it three point seven five? Did I estimate that correctly? I think it's three point two five. Actually, I think maybe three point. Five, three and a half. I don't, I don't know. know, but I yeah. Forget, but you, I basically did not win again. Yeah, well, it was so close. It's every you week, you knew all the songs. I never win. Oh, come on, okay. 
right, well, all right. But that's fun. Even if I don't win, it's still fun. And you know what? We're all winners here. No, we're not. No, tr- n- no participation trophies will be given. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't play that here. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? We're all winners because we're about to hear from a band named Joseph, our fourth wind. <laughs> uh, they're out of Portland, Oregon, and they are pop. So let's listen to Joseph.
Okay, that was Joseph with Wind. My, my, my goodness. Where to start with this band? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I guess the place to start is the vocals, which are, are you know, obviously the thing in lead. Now, this is Three Sisters, um, ah. and their harmonies are so on point, it sounds like they're harmonizing with themselves. It just really does. I mean, it's that perfect, and it's that organic feeling, and I love that organic. There's... There's a rawness about them, but then also, obviously, there's there's a polish to them. It's hard to achieve both of those, and they have them, and they're pretty young, so they're already far ahead of the game. But the voices and the propulsive, right off the bat, their their voices are the are the thing. It's almost a little acapella group moment, you know. And I think I feel like this is pop, but it's a little bit alternative and a little bit experimental. Uh, you used half the words <laughs> I have done here already. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, please continue. Jump on in. No, no, no. What are you doing? And uh, the other thing I thought is it's a bit Americana, a bit, um, you know, I think also a bit bluegrass, a bit soul, which I like. It feels like it, it hits so many different genres of music, which mm-hmm. I like. It's, again, another thing that's hard to achieve. For me, it's just everything I'd want in a pop, Americana, soul, bluegrass, I mean, like, song. Like, I could just keep listing things off. And it it is also, to me, a little alternative rock. Um, While there may not be a lot of hard guitars, imagine adding one guitar back there could just change the song. I don't want them to, but I feel like it's a rocky song. So I was just blown away by this song and uh, this band and... These sisters are ones to watch again because they're exploding right now. Well, that's the kind of song that, um, the kind of recording that you can have that, you know, really nails the audience when they listen to the record, but then they go to see them and they can amp it up if they want Yes. To. They can take it, you know, they can throw in a bunch of electric guitars and make it a little heavier. Absolutely. But it starts off, as you said, with this really commanding rhythm. Dum, 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 yes. Pulsing rhythm. And the vocalist, I was wondering, was it two, but it actually is three, as you three, said. Three, yes. Or it was just really astounding harmonies with one person, but uh, since it's a group while they're doing it all at once, that's even better. This, to me, you mentioned a lot of things, and I was thinking of that, America. This is like a distant cousin of folk, kind yes, of. Yes, agreed. You know, but it's it's pop, no doubt, but it's kind of prog and experimental. I have that word down to exactly what you said. Wow. And it sounds like uh, because of the, uh, there's a certain ethereal quality to the vocals that reminds me, some music that I've heard, of uh, composers who write scores for like anime, uh, the, it's like the mm. Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I because of that, probably I could see this whole thing. I could see them singing as you know, animated an, anime characters in my mind. It is so, I don't know. It's uh, it's so storybook that it is. It's like one of those things that just it takes you someplace you don't know where. But it is it is totally experimental. You can't. What would you call this? I have no idea. Yeah, that's why I just it, there's so many genres that I feel like it right. falls into. And what I like is I don't think they care. They say yeah, we're pop. And that takes care of a lot, right? Because you could be, you could be pop that's rock. Fair. You could be, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I feel like Joni Mitchell would love this. But then I also feel like you two would like this, and I feel like Metallica might think it's awesome. Like I feel like so many people would really love this because they hear a little bit of influence from everything in it, and it has so many different elements in it. So I, I really love this tune, and you can find Joseph on Facebook at the band Joseph, spelled J O S E P H. So, you know what we have this time is we're going to do a double header. We're going to do another song right now. Why? Because why wait? So, one more song 
from uh, this is our fifth wind, if you will, <laughs> and this is by a band called Light in Babylon. And they're from Turkey, and this is yet another genre. We are genre-bending this time. We are all over the map. This is world fusion Middle East music, because we are nothing if not completely diverse on this show, and we are open to all musical styles. And this is one that I don't think we've had in its full glory. So let's take a listen to Light in Babylon.
that was Light in Babylon and their song, Wind, 5 of 5. And uh, wow, what to say about this? There's so much. Her voice is rich and smooth, and yet it's commanding. I love her voice. And it's very different than some of the other voices we heard today. It's very, like, rich, and I just I just feel like it's earthy. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's rootsy. It's all those things. How do you feel about her voice? Well, the voice is, is fabulous, and I... I you wouldn't maybe expect it of me, but I'm really a big fan of of world music and like uh, Hebrew and Arab folk music, which this uh, embodies uh, very very well. Like uh, uh, performers like uh, Amir Diab from uh, Egypt, oh, wow. and uh, you know him. Yeah. yeah, Amir Diab is fantastic, and you know like Yo Yo Ma and the Silk Road Orchestra, oh, yeah. and you know even uh, Page and Plan and that No Quarter thing they did oh, with, yeah. the, uh, with the with the uh, Eastern bands. I mean, this is. Yeah, you could almost at a set, at a glance oh, it's kind of like Gypsy Caravan type stuff, but not really. It's much too Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a Sheikh's tent uh, near an oasis in the burning sands. I mean, or I love it. in a in in some sort of uh, Arab club in uh, any anywhere. I mean, you name Absolutely. it, Baghdad, anywhere. I mean, Khartoum uh, or a film score. It is. I just love this kind of thing and the. The instrumentation is fantastic. That uh, oh. it sounds like there's a hammered dulcimer in there or something. It is just a beautiful. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in there's gorgeous. so ma- there's so many yeah, percussive I've, instruments in I've there. I always love this kind of thing. And uh, not something you I'm so so glad it turned up because it's not something you necessarily expect good find on your part uh, on a show like this or here on, you know, indie radio at all. But uh, absolutely very very welcome and uh, love it. Just love it. Absolutely. Well, it may not be something that you think I would love, but I also love world music. I love Middle Eastern music. I really like a lot of traditional music. And what I liked about it is I think the instrumentation in this is dynamic and it's traditional, but it's also experimental all at once. You heard the nods to all the traditions. There's traditional um, you know, instrumentation in it. And there's also there's traditional interpretation, but then there's a lot of liberties and experiments, um, is including the the tempo changes, which, of course, I love because there's, you know, that's the prog in me. So I love the tempo changes. They are so smooth. These people clearly are at the top of their game from a, a musician perspective. And her vocals is are the perfect complement. And I just thought this was an amazing tune. And for me, when it's called wind, that's all I need is I need it to fit the theme. I'm open to genre. I'm open to anything. So I saw wind. I clicked on it. It was this beautiful tune. And I didn't think twice about bringing it to our show because it's indie music. And you can find this amazing band on Facebook at Light in Babylon. So Light in B-A-B-Y-L-O-N. Wow, we have had quite a bit. I mean, this this particular theme has certainly brought us a whole bunch of amazing artists, so much so that I'm actually going to extend the same theme to the next week because I found so many different artists that did fire and earth. So We've got I'm water, continue. fire, earth. Uh, we had one whole show about wind. This about is wind. Definitely, <laughs> not time, definitely not time to cast this uh, net aside. Here. I agree. So I'm oh, gonna, that's what I was going to say about uh, that one. That's what I was going to say about that one. The, the, the influences that it draws from cast such a wide net that you can even hear something like sort of like flamenco guitar in there for sure. a little bit. It is that. It's really, really stunning stuff. Because but, it, there are people from all over the, from the all world. Over. I mean, so it's really a melting pot in this particular band. It's just, it, it's amazing. 
It is amazing. And speaking of casting that's wide, uh, we only got wind in this episode. So, like you said, let's extend. I'm going to extend the theme. Let's do it. Why not extend the theme? Let's make it happen. We'll see what else we get as far as fire and earth and earthquakes. Who knows? But let's extend this theme. I think it's yielded some amazing tunes, and we will save the new theme for a future show. And uh, so, I guess that uh, only leaves for you to uh, wrap us up. All right, there's a puppy, there's a blanket. I think uh, those two need to make each other's acquaintance. Let's wrap that thing up. Our next offering is a new episode of Winging It. Uh, Enjoy our 15 to 45-minute show that covers one topic. No music, no features, just mainstream music, chat, opinions, and we promise uproarious laughter. Uh, Your boards are coming at you every week still. Uh, subscribe to our feed at Both On Air, that's B O A F as in Birds of a Feather, On Air as in On Air, dot podbean dot com, and enable notifications or subscribe and listen on your favorite platform. And now you can add Twitter to the uh, resources you can employ to uh, keep in touch with us at Both On Air. Again, same thing, B O A F M B O A F On Air, same as Podbean, also on Twitter. And remember, we can't grow our flock without you. Uh, please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. And Twitter. And Twitter. <laughs> now Twitter feeds. That's probably where I should have put that in there if I were thinking, you know. Because uh, sharing is caring, is Aww, it not? Is it there is. any question? There's no question. All right. And, well, um, I think we've... Uh, uh, as the uh, boys to men would say, is it end of the road? No, it's not boys to men, is it? Yeah, it is. No, it is boys to men. Okay, well I think, played. I think we've come there uh, to the some, end of the road. To the end of the road. We're not going to attempt to sing it because it's uh, it's almost two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but that's pretty good for us. Actually. Pretty good, yeah. Or whatever time it is, it isn't over until I say. Uh, it only leaves for you to say. Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.